Jackson. Hey, Zach. Is everything, uh, is everything working out all right? I think it is. I, it, it, we're going to find out. We're either going to be scrapping this episode or we're going to be good. I think we're good. It looks like it's recording. I see voices. There might be more like abandoned and lost episodes of this podcast than there are posted episodes of this podcast. <laughs> It makes it kind of exotic. Yeah, you know? it's very like, mysterious, yeah. like the Winchester Mystery House. Exactly. Like one day I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I discovered all these lost episodes. I'm just gonna post them. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about crazy things, you know. We listen to it in our flying cars. I'm talking about Joker some more. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, God, you remember we hated this movie so much. <laughs> so, uh, but how are you? How are things? Uh, things are going pretty well, actually, in spite of every, in, in spite of the world around me. <laughs> in sp- hey, not. It's the country around you. I am personally thriving while the country falls apart. <laughs> We've become a reality TV show for the Although rest of the world. Although now the country is kind of like <laughs> ironically, breaking through. And, yeah. Uh, ironically, uh, the, 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 the storming the Capitol didn't go well with the rest of the country. <laughs> Anybody who's like, you know, Trump's not that bad. And they did watched... you see the video? I'm sorry, we don't need to make this about this. But did you see <laughs> the video of them interviewing the woman who got maced? Yes. And she's like, they pushed me down and they maced me. Yes. And they're like, well, why? What were you doing? She was like, we're, well, we were storming the Capitol. This is a revolution. <laughs> and I was like, what fucking world do you live on? Uh, <laughs> You're the... like, you treat, you were treated unfairly because you got maced. I will tell you the world she's been living in, it's the white world. And it's so, but it's so fucking just like, you know, when, like when people lose revolutions in real life, they get their fucking heads chopped exactly. off. Exactly. You just got maced. You should be happy. <laughs> You're lucky we don't take you all back and shoot all of you. Like, That's what they used Jesus to do. Jesus Christ. Like, man. Yeah, they want to bring this country back to the way it was. I'll bring you back. <laughs> you're taken to the streets. You're told what you did was wrong, and then you're shot. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's what we used to do. Fuck now we just mace them. Uh, anyways, it, yeah, the, the coup on the country actually turned out to be fine, and... Um, I'm thinking uh, it kind of blew up in their faces, allegedly. Yeah. Well, they're now saying that the 17th is the next like date where they're trying to do something. The 17th, so we'll see. They're like not. They don't want to commit to the 20th. <laughs> I might have got plans. No, they don't want to have to share headlines. <laughs> God, they. It's fine. Do another one. They'll just lose more followers. That's great. This is how it should go out. Just them whimpering in defeat. Yeah. Well, anyways, so, but besides that, besides that, besides the coup happening to our capital. Besides that very specific, man, <laughs> all-encompassing, historic thing. I, I laugh at it because it's like people watching this country probably viewed, like, Trump's four years as, like, a sitcom, right? They're just watching our country yeah. be a joke. And so this is, like, the series finale to Trump's America, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a good one. what a way to end. It's truly going in reality TV fashion. Yeah. It's ending with a coup attempt that fails and now he's banned from everything as he should be because he is incoherent he's delusional and he's dangerous yeah well okay so here's the like those and again i god why are we talking about this um yeah, it's current events. here's the the thing is the ultimate question that i've pondered is is he fully aware of the implication of his actions or is he just incompetent enough to have stumbled into becoming this like weird um, leader fascist like proto dictator or does he just want people to like him and he just wants to be president doesn't quite understand what that means and then people around him are like well here are some like tactics that you could use but those are the tactics of yeah totalitarianism <laughs> it 
Would and he, he just doesn't realize that. Yeah, because that's not what the level that he's at. It's he doesn't he can't he can't actually understand what he's doing. It's this weird thing. Reports were coming out like he was watching the coup attempt, and he was like, he, one, he said it said he was upset that other Republicans weren't excited like him. He's like, why? I don't get it. Why is everybody upset about this? They should. This is great. Look what they're doing. And then he also then proceeded to say, but God, they look so like low class <laughs> he was embarrassed with how they looked though but he was like this is great they're doing what i you know they're storming the capital this is yeah. all this is wonderful but then he made fun of their appearance because at the end of the day if He's you're a trump coolest. supporter and yeah. you're listening to this he doesn't give a fuck about you Mm-mm. donald trump does not care about you Mm-mm. if you were to show up at one of his golf courses he would have security would have you throw you out yeah doesn't matter if you're wearing your trump hat or your trump shirt donald trump doesn't care about you mm-hmm. i don't know how many times i need to say it he is a con man i describe it like this donald trump's presidency is going to go down in history as this it is uh, the, one of the world's greatest con man and it's his last successful attempt mm-hmm. he did it he did it he, he became president of the united states and he rode on the coattails of people who are too lazy to do their own research mm-hmm and they just spoon feed whatever he just spoon feeds them whatever they want to hear well you need to like acknowledge the desperation that a lot of these people live in yes and like don't lose sight of the fact that they are <laughs> well yes well it gets it gets deeper like they, there. there are people that are that like live in fear and this is how they're reacting to it well a lot of and them it's are sad well a lot of them are full-blown racists who just got done having eight years of a man named barack obama who has black skin yeah be their president yeah they freaked out. And what Donald Trump did is he tapped into that confusion and anger that is resting in so many people that just had eight years of a black guy being a president. Right. But it, again, that's like a symptom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It's also... <laughs> this. There's something much deeper and something oh, yeah. much more wrong with like our class divisions as a country. It, it's this class of people that um, they felt like they were being... Everybody like fears death, right? Everybody mm-hmm. fears being replaced and becoming irrelevant. It's an entire class of people that looked down the barrel of them becoming irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Them being society saying this isn't the normal way of thinking. We're moving past you. Yeah. The world is moving past Catch you. Up. Yeah. And they got scared. Because yeah. and what did Donald Trump run on? Make America great again. Yeah. He wanted to bring it back to white people living in suburbs with their picket fence and their wife that stays at home and cooks all day and the husband goes to work and he works his nine to five and he fucks the secretary and then he goes back to his wife who's unhappy oh man mad madman yeah he wanted cool. madman to come back i want to be don draper <laughs> well, that's what he ran off of. it was make america great again bring us back to the 50s when the white man was all powerful right and that's what he ran on and it worked blew my mind <laughs> but it's over now I mean, is it? <laughs> so I feel like we've just learned that this. If he gets impeached again, which, like how easy it is to like whip people into a frenzy, and I'm not saying it's not the end of Donald Trump, but it's mm-hmm. probably not the end of what Donald Trump represents. Trumpism will be a thing. The Republican Party is split down the middle now, forever, yeah. and it's becoming more and more clear with every day. Um, there are Trumpers and there's Republicans. That's just what it's going to be now. Yeah. Uh, if he gets impeached again, he can no longer run for president. So that's what's so powerful about his impeachment. Right. Um, he and can... for like, I'm, I'm into it for like the really petty reasons. Like, oh, yeah. oh he's going to lose his 200K a year and he's not yeah. going to have a million dollar travel fund. He's not going to have a s- private security for life. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We, yeah. That's the one thing that keeps me up at night. Knowing I have to, my taxpayers are going to pay for private security for Trump. No, for just life. Stop paying taxes. Oh, fair. 
but yeah, if he gets impeached, and he can actually technically be impeached post the 20th, I think. we got to look into that. But, I think they're filing Monday. Yeah, hopefully. And so if he does, the next Trumper to take his place will be uh, Junior. Trump Jr.'s already being geared up to be... Nobody's going to vote for Donald Trump Jr. Nobody's going to vote for Donald Trump. Huh? People love him, dude. He's such a fucking... He's the younger, more radical Trump. So, but I don't think he has a like an original thought in his head. No, he's just like every other one. <laughs> he whatever, just wants his dad to love him, just like fucking beats. Donald Trump. Exactly. That's what all this shit's about. That's right. He's love your kids. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hug your son and tell him that he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's if Trump Jr. runs, it's gonna be a fucking shit show. But have whatever. you ever there is an uh, there was an interview with Donald Trump, and I can't for, something drew my attention to this, and I went back and read it. Um, where they were asking him, like, how do you think your father would feel about, like, you running for office, like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and his answer, I find, like, really chilling. And the explanation for fucking everything is they were like, what do you think, how do you think your father would feel as Trump said? I absolutely think he would have allowed it. And I was like, man. oh, man. That's That's deep. where it all is. That's deep. That's what's going on here. Yeah. Wow. Good God. Well, it's over. On the 20th, we'll have a very boring president again, and we'll get reset. Yeah, I'd love to go back to not paying attention. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> get ready. It's happening. It's happening before our eyes, and I can't wait. I can't wait for to just watch a president give a super boring answer that's coherent. I go, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Instead of watching... A real middle-of-the-road, like, basically a Republican, but he doesn't hate gay people. So. Yeah. No, he's, he's a very progressive <laughs> Republican. That's what Biden is, technically. Yeah. Um, anyways, besides... That, besides our country briefly collapsing in on itself. Um, which, fun fact, did you know that was the first time the Confederate flags ever been marched down Capitol Hall? Yeah. Blows my mind. Yep. Yep, that's right. <laughs> a flag of a country that doesn't exist anymore uh-huh. because they lost. It lasted like a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But people keep flying that thing proud. And I'm like, all right, you keep celebrating that, L. Uh, but yeah, first time. That's crazy. Anyways, other news... Out in the world, though, that isn't related to this. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's been some exciting things. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Um, I can't think of it now because I'm all heated up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what order do you want to tackle these in? Oh, I'll let you choose. So for, like, a while, anybody who's been following the Snyder Cut thing has probably nice. also been following Ray Fisher and his... Uh... His cries for help? Yeah, well, just like bringing attention to the problematic treatment and behavior and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, between like Joss Whedon and probably Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really fucking happy if Jeff Johns is going to be ousted from any sort of Sounds creative like power at DC. Like all all the shit he's been involved with has been so fucking toxic. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah, it didn't really go well. But no. uh, it sounds like he's going to be ousted. It yeah, get him like out. On. I don't care for Jeff Johns. He's written some good stuff in the past, mm-hmm. comic book wise. But like, I, I don't. I'm not buying what he's selling. It sounds like he was the kind of guy that like struck gold with a few issues, and then everybody was like, "Well, he's our savior." So that's you know, yeah. everything on him. It really pisses me off the people like DC Comics has come to this point where there are like creatives that are getting to editorial mm-hmm. positions, and sometimes I think that's really cool. Like Jim Lee, mm-hmm. um, basically runs DC Comics now. Um, but like Jeff Johns was one of those guys who was almost running it with Jim Lee, but I was just like, what the fuck? Like Mark Wade is out there. 
Yeah. And Mark Wade is not only a great writer, but he's like a fucking histo- like a comic book historian. Now, what has he done for people who might not know who he is? Uh, Mark Wade is, uh, did a really cool Captain America run. Uh, he's he did this great Superman origin story called Birthright mm-hmm. that I think is like one of the best Superman stories. Hmm. And he just like gets characters. That's always helpful. And I feel like that's what's missing from DC in a lot of respects. Sometimes is they're more interested in either like, oh, we'll tell this like crazy version of this character uh, in yeah. this story, or we'll put we'll do this or we'll do that. And I think if you look at Marvel, the comics and the MCU, like what made the MCU successful is that it was less about the narratives and more about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like Avengers was huge because by the time it came out, we were like, oh, I want to see like how Tony Stark interacts with Steve Rogers. Yeah. And when you get to like Civil War and you see those characters interact, you know what they're going to say or you're, you're like you know how a character is going to react to a situation because you know them yeah you feel connected to them you're like oh man iron man is going to like this and, yeah exactly and that's what's been so successful with those movies that's what i like about those movies yeah Even, like if you get to the point where you're like well this like story is really similar to this other one or this like villain is weak you're following this character and you're a fan of this character yeah you're still attached to their journey and that's like everything to me well, yeah, that's it's why they were successful. It's and that's why, why I think Justice League fucking sucks. Yeah, well, no shit, that one was... And you're like, I don't fucking know this Batman. I don't I don't care. understand him. The things that he does don't make sense from like one scene to another. They're hoping that you're attached to the ideas of <laughs> yeah, the characters. Yeah, exactly. They're betting on you like, oh, I, well, I know Batman. Mm-hmm. So. But then my Batman doesn't gun down an entire mercenary group. <laughs> my Batman is not represented. <laughs> <laughs> but... It, <laughs> Actually, this is a nice little segue. Speaking of our Batman, mm-hmm. um, DC is doing the very smart thing right now. Yeah. And they hopefully are throwing whatever vault they can at Michael Keaton to come back as Batman, it looks like. And like that's yeah. officially official. And like there's there's a lot of back and forth about whether it's like a multiple picture deal or whether it's just the Flash. Mm-hmm. But like get HBO Max, Batman Beyond. You just got to do it's, it. It's, it's there. It's perfect. Like... Keaton is the perfect one to see. What I love about it being Keaton is if you look at like the Batman Beyond, like Gotham, mm-hmm. it's not far off from like what it, it looks was like created. the like inevitable mm-hmm. growth of uh, Tim Burton's Batman, yeah, or Bat or Gotham City. Exactly, it fits that aesthetic so well. Where it's like I can totally see these buildings just being modernized before him. Yeah, um, and it look yeah, it looks like Ben Affleck's going to finish out for the Snyder Cut, and then they're just going to say goodbye. Yeah. Flash is going to be resetting a bunch of shit. I was very uh, heartened when Zack Snyder did that interview and said he didn't really have any plans or interest in doing any more DC work. And I was like, yes, <laughs> let it end. <laughs> yeah, this has been a mess. This has been a mess in the very beginning. And it's finally going to get a smart. And we actually get to see... I'm excited to see an older Batman that can't fight anymore. I'm excited to... I'm curious to see like what, to what degree... Mm-hmm. Well, especially because Michael Keaton's not that old. No, but like, like, <laughs> like he could do some. They could get a cool action scene with him in there. Yeah, for like kicks and giggles. But we don't need it now because we have Pattinson. No. So but, if we want to see Batman thrive, we can go watch Robert Pattinson. I will say I will be just as a fan in and of myself disappointed in the Flash movie if I don't get like one like Michael Keaton in the bat suit mm-hmm. doing Batman things. It's, At least one sequence. Yeah. Give me one. It, well, I, I think it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to happen just because we have to. We have to see why he stopped, if he did stop being Batman. Yeah. 
we need uh, kind of like the Batman Beyond moment. We need the moment where he picks up. If a they gun. put that in live action, that'd be dope. I but like. See, that's when it gets really thorny because you're like, well, is this really the Tim Burton Batman though? Because Tim Burton Batman <laughs> was like gunning well, people yeah, down with, people. with his bat wing. I think we'll just have to... Setting clowns on fire, <laughs> putting dynamite down dude's pants. It might just have to be like a quick little like wink to the audience to be like, he didn't yeah. do that. Although you could go Grimace. with... And I know I'm alone in my uh, defense of Batman Forever. Mm. But Batman Forever, I think canonizes this like character arc for that version of Batman. Mm -hmm. Cause he has this whole thing with Robin with uh, Dick Grayson where Dick Grayson's like, I'm going to kill two face. And he's like, I will tell you from like fucking firsthand experience. It's not going to help. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to make it worse and you're going to go out and you're going to like keep killing and it's going to like make you less of a human. Yeah, exactly. That movie that's got so much going for it. That's just like, yeah. Destroyed by fucking Tommy Lee Jones. You can tell it was, you could tell that was meant to be the third Keaton movie. Yeah. Definitely. Because he's talking about Joker falling from the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. There's more like Bruce Wayne character stuff in that movie. Than mm-hmm. like almost any other Batman. Movie. Well, and if you look at it now, there's like a, we dive into like his backstory, and we're supposed to be feeling pain that like I don't even think Val Kilmer understood like how to portray. Well, I think Kilmer was like if you look at that movie, he's trying to play stuff mm-hmm. at that level, and the movie around him is just not supporting that no. because the movie was like, well, look how fun Jim Carrey is, like how crazy this Batmobile is. It you can tell like that script had to be carried over from when Burton yeah. was doing it. They definitely started that script when Burton was doing it, and then. Schumacher shit. like kind of took it over. Yeah, and I'm not sh- here to shit on Joel Schumacher. I like a lot of Batman Forever. Yeah, but, um, no, you can just you could see it's like that's when the foundation started to crumble. Yeah, definitely. and then we got Batman Robin. Uh-huh. <laughs> that happened all the window. Yeah, but no, I totally agree. And if yeah, if they kept that in, that would even make sense too. Yeah. Then we have to figure out what happened to the Robin though. Um, maybe he died. Maybe he died. Maybe he died. Maybe they'll bring Chris O'Donnell in as Nightwing. That would be great. Like an older <laughs> Nightwing. We need so, it. Be so fucking into that. Like it, he's kind of he's about to hit his peak of not being able to do it anymore too. Like we can well, have it's Chris O'Donnell. He's probably in his fifties, right? Has to, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He had to be like forties or fifties. He had to be like twenty-five in ninety-five. When... Uh-huh. We can get that dope moment in uh, Return of the Joker. Not make him Joker, but we can have that moment of like yeah, him running into Dick Grayson again and him yeah. like telling him like how messed up that, Bruce is. Sometimes. That'd be cool. That would be that's I think the worst part of Return of the Joker is the whole that it's him <laughs> like, with, an, with a chip. It's implant. a Joker werewolf. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. But that moment of him, it's very Akira though. Him talking to Dick Grayson though, and like him being like, "So you're the new guy, huh?" Yeah, like him just having that conversation is pretty cool. That would be cool, man. I would fucking love this. I I really hope this happens. <laughs> it's gearing up. Like, uh, there's no way they have to. They're staring down the barrel of Batman Beyond. HBO Max is in the position to have so much fucking just oh, God, be hot fire HBO content. Max too. Like, I'm I'd be excited just for the potential of that. I'm really excited for this like year one uh, GCPD series they're yes. doing, even though they lost the showrunner and they're kind of having to like start from. That's scratch fine. it's, it's gonna fine. be tied into the batman and that's not even out yet so it's fine yeah you can take your time they got time yeah um, and we don't need robert and i don't want to see robert pattinson like, i would like a little him. bit of batman but that's what i mean we'll see how much like you can be a stunt double in yeah a suit. we'll see what happens like that's fine with me i need to see like i need to see him leaving crime scenes i need to see him like fighting people in the distance yeah create that 
what cops normally see when they encounter Batman in the streets. Yeah. Well, and it's really fucking cool because it's supposed to be like year one. So Batman is just starting to like slowly yeah. emerge and they're going to have to deal with like, what is this? What's happening? That fir- The first cop who sees him just drop down and beat the hell out of someone and leave. Like, yeah. what the fuck was that? He has branded a human trafficker and he is somehow up sticking <laughs> oh, to the wall. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that, I remember watching that scene and when they panned back and he was just in the corner, I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, I want to like it because I get what they're doing, but that but it was doesn't make sense. Done. You're like, yeah, I like the setup of this scene, but like, what the fuck? Yeah, I really like, like the beginning of that scene where the camera pans across with the flashlight beam and the battering is on the wall. Yes, I had a real flash of like, oh shit, this you, might be something great. I say, <laughs> like that scene, I'm like, oh my god, they're they're doing it. They're giving this is gonna be this is gonna work out. And then nope, it cuts to this weird angled shot and him like in the corner, yeah. trying to blend in. And I was like, damn it, so close. What are you gonna do? Yeah, so that's gonna be um, that's gonna be fun. We don't know when that becomes official. We don't even know what the Flash movie's at right now. It's supposed to be twenty twenty two. I think they're gonna start shooting it pretty soon. Is what's his face still in it? Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah. No Ray Fisher though. No Ray Fisher. They're just Fisher cutting got... just cutting Cyborg out of it. Well, Ray Fisher is like, I don't want to work with DC. Yeah, he's been very vocal. Um, and I respect that. Yeah. There's a whole movement now to like people want to boycott like the Snyder cut but also like everything else that like Walter Hamada who runs the DC part of Warner Brothers oh really he's involved in so they're like boycott the Batman and I was like hell no there's literally nothing <laughs> no. literally nothing they could be like oh we found these videotapes of Rob Pattinson fucking 12 year olds and I'd be like don't care <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no, that one might make me care there's nothing you could say or do <laughs> I am so excited for this movie. <laughs> I know. It, well, okay. Here's the thing. That'll, yeah, because I've seen... There's a lot of fucked up actors out there, and I still watch their movies because I'm like... Yeah, I watch Woody Allen movies. Yeah. Woody Allen's a fucking monster. It, yeah, it's one of those things where people... You have to, like... It happens a lot. It's happening with J.K. Rowling right now. Yeah. With Harry Potter shit. And I'm like, she's... It sucks because, yes, it's a universe she created, and it stems from her, and she's a terrible human. But yeah. at the same time, now it's grown past her. That's the thing. Like I and I totally respect and accept if you disagree with mm-hmm. this as a point of view, but like for me, like this thing that I love belongs to me. It does not belong to anybody else. Yeah, I don't care. Like Bob Kane, mm-hmm. like any of that shit. That's, yeah, like it, this is my thing. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, and like the world of and even the world of Harry Potter. Like the moral of the story is just like. I mean, you know, Voldemort was Hitler, right? And he was going after mudbloods. And the moral of that was like, no, we're better than that. Uh-huh. And so, like, you at the at the end of the day, that's what the Harry Potter is about, is being better than... I do think it's really interesting that she told this story about, like... Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> She's the Voldemort in her own story. Just, like, these insidious forces, and you need to be aware of them because they can easily come back to power, which really fucking stunning <laughs> now. Yeah. But just that, like, she had this mindset, but still... <laughs> But, like, unless you're trans, you know, you stay away from it. I just think it's really interesting that, like, people of a certain, age, like, generation just, like, can't wrap their minds around it. But. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's all right. But, yeah, it's gone past her. There's that video game coming out, I think, in two years. Is that I'm, game still coming out? Yeah. Oh, it's, like, it's, it's like, made-made. Like, they're doing final final touches on it. Oh, cool. Um, And there's enough to put a E3 full demo out, basically. So, that's going to be fun. Uh, And then, I mean, there's still the movies and stuff that we always watch here um so but yeah so yeah so ray fisher's out that flash movie limping along it got past cesar miller slowly chokeslamming some fan yeah everybody just sort of moved past that huh it's because it was like 
It was this really it's very, weird It's thing. very weird to watch. It, it felt like I'm watching this, and I'm like, I feel like there's more contacts here. But, like, he also, like, when I say the world's slowest chokeslam, it was like he just kind of laid her down. Yeah. But, like, yeah. by her neck. Yeah, I don't understand. It was just weird. Very weird. Yeah. And so, it wasn't like he punched her in the face. Like, he didn't just deck her. Yeah, he's not Shia LaBeouf. No. <laughs> but he was just like, you stop now. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. It's like... I don't think we'll ever know the full story of like what it never got talked about that situation either. was. <laughs> it never got addressed because it was like they were playing, but then also like everybody around them was acting like it was like real. So, so like it was not playing. Yeah, I don't know. It was like this isn't a scene you're acting out in this alleyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird, and it, it, I feel like somebody would come out and just said that. Like, oh no, we were legit rehearsing. Like that's why. But I mean, what are you rehearsing? I don't know. Weird. I don't know. Actors are weird. They are. You could be like, yeah, we were rehearsing a play, like. I honestly believe that because actors are weird. You're like, what play? <laughs> what play? <laughs> the old chokeslamming play. Yeah. You know that one. Yeah. No. So anyways, that will come out. We get near just Michael Keaton. Superman's on ice. There's, they're gaining some traction back. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Superman's a scary one for them. If they mess it's up Superman, so weird. It... Superman's so fucking simple to me. I don't understand like why they have so much difficulty with it. I think they psyched themselves out. With no, Superman. they really have. Yeah. They're like they're kind of in this boat where like we can't screw him up again. Well, I feel like the same way about Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. where like they've never done it right. But to me, it's so simple. Yeah. But I think with that one, for example, like they keep trying to do like a superhero story. And I think what's cool about Fantastic Four is they're not really superheroes. They're, no. like, just adventurers. They're scientists. Yeah, so, like, the way they do a Fantastic Four movie is do, like, a, a high-tech Indiana Jones. Super sci-fi Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's that what the sense. Fantastic Four is. Yeah, that makes sense. And, it, it, yeah, they just psych themselves up and they need to be, like, a superhero doing superhero things. Yeah, and instead of Nazis, it's Doctor Doom. Yeah. Easy, Easy. enough. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Uh, and Superman is, yeah, I think they're just seriously scared. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with it. Maybe they're waiting for Batman to come out, and they're going to watch how that does. Because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman didn't necessarily do bad, but it's not doing great. Wonder Woman. Well, and it's weird because it's not, there's no, like, actual yeah. model to measure it by. They didn't yeah. do a t- typical theatrical release. The, yeah, people just going off the movie itself. It's very, like, some people are like, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah. And some people are like, just downright hate it. Yeah, I definitely don't hate it. I just think it's kind of a mess. It feels like we're going to look back and it's like, that's just going to be like her Iron Man 2. Yeah. No, I think that's a perfect analogy. (laughs) It's just going to be like, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Well, just like Iron Man 2, there's a lot of stuff in it I really like. Yeah. And I wish they had doubled down on that stuff and... Yeah. It's not the end of the world. No, exactly. We talked about, we just talked about on the top of this, how Marvel, like, we cared in the built into this very successful empire and marvel had a real sequel problem yes until winter soldier i would Mm -hmm. argue yeah uh and that's the thing every single sequel was like well it's there yeah let's get past it yeah i mean for thor alone it was one and two two is like their worst i think thor one is like harmless but forgettable it's it it it's underwhelming when you think of what thor is it yeah oh yeah it's yeah the i think the first part of thor where he's on asgard is pretty good it mm-hmm. delivers pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems kind of low budget, mm-hmm. but like what it mainly does is sells you on Hemsworth, and yeah. that's all that movie need to do. Yeah. Same with like the first Captain America, which I think is good, but not great. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, Winter Soldier is Marvel's best movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a big argument for that. But like Thor, too bad. Iron Man, too bad. Yeah. Uh, um. 
even though I like stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I think Age of Ultron is great and underappreciated. Age of Ultron might be my least favorite. Marvel movie? It's up there. You like Age of Ultron less than Thor 2. Okay, well, Thor 2 is its own. <laughs> yeah, Thor 2 is bad. Thor 2 is real rough. I don't, I don't think I can't remember the last time I watched Thor 2. I, I think Age of Ultron is really good. I really like Age of Ultron. Interesting. Plus, um, Captain America tries to choke him out. Yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's see how you deal with that oxygen, you robot. But I like uh, Ultron and what it like, t- what it presents to us as like Tony Stark's flaws. Yeah. Um, and I like the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver stuff. I like that it feels like a Avengers comic from like the mid seventies that like Jim Starlin would do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. There's just a lot about it I really like. Yeah. I like James Spader as Ultron. Yeah. I like that it gave us a world where you can make YouTube videos of Ultron, but it's a dialogue from Bobby California in <laughs> The Office. That's true. And that shit is the best. <laughs> James Spader's, uh, yeah, he's a great voice for, over for it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 up there for me on kind of, eh. I, it would not be in my bottom five Marvel movies. Oh, it's definitely bottom five for me. Yeah, not even close for me. What is your bottom five? Bottom five Marvel movies? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, Thor 2. That's uh, number one. That's like the worst. Yeah, I would say that's the worst one. Okay. And it's not even like it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but it is the worst Marvel movie. Well, yes. Marvel achieved this like really miraculous kind of stasis where their worst movies are still like whatever movies mm-hmm. are like mediocre. Yeah. And right. that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not a bad place to be. Um, Incredible Hulk. Yeah. That's the one with... Uh, with uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. I've yeah. The name of the Hulk movie throws me off sometimes. And... What other Marvel movies are That there? one had a lot more Hulk smash. That's why people liked it. Did anybody like it, though? Uh, I remember the talk around it when it came out was like, oh, we actually got to see Hulk do Hulk things. Oh, man. And that's kind of what they, they banked themselves on was... You know, Ang Lee's Hulk is a masterpiece. Ang Lee's Hulk was... <laughs> People, it, it was kind of like, you know, you think of what Hulk is, and like, it was not right. what people were expecting, I think. Here, I'm pulling up a... Uh... All the movies? Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. A lot to talk on. Uh, so, what I have Incredible Hulk, I have Thor 2. Thor 2 is the absolute bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would probably put... Actually... <laughs> it's harder to pick five that I don't like. Um, you know what? I would put Doctor Strange... <laughs> Because I was really let down by Doctor Strange. Yeah. I wanted so much more from that movie than they were willing to... Uh... Give you? Yeah, because I just wanted it to be, like, crazy. Like, out of the wall. And there's moments in the movie that, like, approach that. Like, mm-hmm. when he first goes on, like, his trip through the dimensions and there's, like, all the hands that grow out of his hands and stuff yes. like that. I wanted that movie. Oh, man. You wanted, like, an acid trip the entire time. Yeah. Or there's, like, there's a Doctor Strange TV movie from the 70s. Oh, boy. That's very much, like, uh, just, like, dark magic, fucking, like, metal, almost like you're watching, like, The Exorcist on TV. Oh, gosh. Um, level to it. And that's what I kind of want from Doctor Strange. You might get in the next one. We'll yeah. see. Sam Raimi. Let's do it. Yeah, Sam Raimi's going to be the guy to give that to you, I think. So that's three. And then I'd probably put the first Thor... And maybe Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's Captain Marvel's fine. I yeah. really wanted more. Brie Larson is a much better actor. Yes. Than that movie. Yes, Captain Marvel. You could tell they put it out because we needed to know who the character was. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. 
That's it, what a lot of Marvel movies, especially like the first round of Marvel movies, are. I'm waiting for her to get a good movie. They're starting pretty soon on Captain Marvel too. Which I, yeah, and I'm it, excited about. Nia DaCosta is directing it. I have high hopes for it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Like, I want to see a protector of the entire galaxy that she is. Like, yeah. just go and give me some cool. I don't want to see her on Earth. Maybe. No. Yeah, give me something cool. Tell like us that. what she was doing while she was gone. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna do it. That'd be dope. That way you don't have to be concerned about like Building fitting in with stuff. everything else. Yeah. It could just be a story that can end and be itself and Yeah. Because I think I think Marvel needs is going to take a break and it's the smartest thing to do from the connected universe. I think it's going to be a giant break. Well, I think like what they've done is allowed themselves like the latitude to do more varied things. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll see things that very much fit into that whole like shield. Like I think like the uh, Shang-Chi movie mm-hmm. will be very much like a connected Marvel movie and be yeah. like building toward the next big thing. Yeah, because the next big connected movie is Spider-Man 3. They're putting a lot of eggs into that basket. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man I'm very 3 curious is getting, about that. getting heavy. But I think like this, they'll build to like where they're going with Fantastic Four. Yeah. And I think like Blade. Yes, Blade. I cannot wait for Blade. But I think like they've opened the door to like they've they were doing a little bit of this thing where, like, you know, Winter Soldier was this, like, paranoia 70s thriller. Mm-hmm. They were doing that a little bit, and I think they're really going to, like, go crazy with it. Or yeah. these movies are all going to be, like, in the same universe. They're all still going to be connected. But, like, Shang-Chi is going to be wildly different than Blade. Blade's going to be, like, a horror action movie. Yeah. Shang-Chi's going to be this, like, kung fu James Bond. Yeah. I... I... The more I think about Spider-Man 3, the more I wonder if they're going to use that as like a Flash mini-reboot. Well, they don't have to. They've got nothing to well, I mean, apologize like it, for, like well, the no, DC I mean, like, universe. Because it's going to be, not necessarily in the fact that like you you change characters, but like introducing more. Like, yeah, it's going to be an if, easy way for them to get new characters that they... Fantastic Four, Blade. Mm-hmm. Like, because if we're going to involve different Spider-Man from different worlds, mm-hmm. then we get introduced to other characters being yeah. stuck in this current one we look at exactly like during all these whatever dr strange does to bring in different whatever yeah uh fantastic four gets stuck here they're here now yeah. uh blades here now like yeah i mean if you really want to just fucking i really want to find out that like blade and vampires and stuff has existed the whole time it just had nothing to do with the story this they were telling so it didn't really matter yeah you think it totally get away with that it doesn't contradict anything oh you know it'd be a really fun one to be daredevil and blade my god i want to see daredevil and spider-man interact that has to happen i think that's happening (laughs) i think that's it's like one of the well that's like confirmed right charlie cox is in spider-man 3 is he confirmed i'm I'm like i don't know it's hard to like it's getting close that's i think it's gonna break soon it's getting really hard to suss shit out but like charlie cox and he deserves his own daredevil movie yes he does god he does (laughs) like it and that's what uh, like because yeah daredevil's kind of been that they reference avengers one and daredevil they talk about the event or whatever you want to call it yeah exactly um so you know they're connected in that way but like you know he's not interacting with them until like now no at the end of uh, Endgame, when that p- portal opens up i just really fucking wanted to see him and jessica jones and luke cage just walk step out step through that's all i wanted well, yeah I, they needed that moment to bring everybody back they needed that pop well that was like this era of like the marvel tv side mm-hmm. from like a behind the scenes perspective the people running marvel tv and kevin feige were not no. They were at odds. Yeah. They were not on the same page. But now Kevin Feige, like everything that's on D- Disney Plus, 
is under Kevin Feige as well. Including and so that's all that Daredevil shit now. is coming yeah. together. And he won't screw. Hey, there's no way he recasts. I really trust it. No, I, I, I really trust that Cox is coming back, and we're gonna get like either a rebooted like season four mm-hmm. or a movie. But I don't know. He's gonna be in it, and I think. That's what we need. Spider-Man 3 a lot holds into it. And the fact that we're also getting Andrew Garfield back, we're getting Tom McGuire back. I don't know for how long. Poor Andrew Garfield. <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. You really got fucked. Like, I watched, we watched, you know, we did recap all the Spider-Man movies, and I'm actually really happy I did that because watching his Spider-Man again, I'm like, damn. Yeah. There was potential here. Mm-hmm. Like, the, he moved differently. Like, you, you know, you brought that up. He moves more bug-like. Like, he just looked weird well, in, in the a good f- way. In the first one... Um, they they're so committed to practical like stunts and stuff mm-hmm. that it's really fucking cool to watch. Yes, and then they just fucked that all off in the sequel. Yeah, they did real uh, hard. That's the other thing. Everything Bond. I liked about the first one, they, they were like, "We're not doing that anymore." <laughs> <in the next laughs> one. That's why I failed. So it's just like <laughs> they ugh. just couldn't see the they they didn't realize what they had. Everybody loved that suit though. That suit was in the good. sec in the second movie. Everybody was so excited by that suit, and I really missed the suit from the first movie. The second, the second suit was just kind of more original. Like, it was like, just like a Spider-Man suit. Yeah. It looked like something that, like, if you went to like Disneyland and there was a Spider-Man walk walk around character, that's what he would be wearing. <laughs> well, because everybody wants the everybody wants that original suit back. Like they they yeah. we have actually fully have not seen like the suit from the comics and animated series. Yeah, that has I, not been. In. I did like his big eyes. His big eyes. Were I like those great big eyes. Um, but I really liked the first Amazing Spider-Man suit. I like the way it looked. You can get it in the video game. Have you seen screenshots of that? Yeah, I did, but it's not in they the PS4 it. version. Oh, the PS5. Yeah. See, that's what you look forward to. Mm. People <laughs> flying around with the ray tracing. It's at night. The ray tracing. They, the screenshots they've captured for that suit is I nuts. I know. Everybody likes to fuck ray tracing. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. It's great. <laughs> Don't knock it until you try it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's actually, there's only a couple yeah. games that have it, so. No, I no. will get a PS5 when I can just, like, open up a web page, and they're like, yes, it's in stock. Would you like to buy it? Yeah, that's not happening yet. And I <laughs> Maybe can, summer. And I can wait. Yeah, yeah. You have no reason to, you know. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm excited, but I'm honestly like at the same time I I have one and I'm you know playing PS5 game or PS4 games on it. So yeah, I'm just that nerd who needs like <laughs> PlayStation's the one I'm like I need it day one. Give it to me. Yeah, that's my weakness. If there was like a game that I needed to play, I would be much more. It's not here yet. It's coming. Probably the next God of War. Yeah, but like, uh, like I will play that, and I'm interested in it. But it's not like it, that doesn't create like a desperation in me. Yeah, this, I mean, that's probably gonna be the first game that fully is like here. Well, I think God of War's even cross gen. But if it is, it's gonna be that one because that's gonna be like, look at this, like look at this shit. This is what the PS5 can do. Yeah, but like Spider Man Two would be that for me. Would be like mm-hmm. the thing that's like playing, not playing this is not an option. We'll probably see <laughs> Spider Man 2 at uh, e, whatever E3 is this year. It'll probably, that's yeah. where we'll get it. That would be, like, that would be it for me. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, if I was, if if Arkham Knight was, or Gotham Knights was a different game and I really Gotham wanted to good. If I really wanted to play it. Yeah. No, Gotham Knights does not look good. I was so <laughs> bummed. I Let me tell you, when that was shown, it oh. really broke my heart. Oh, I was bummed. That would have been a, a terrible day if they didn't show the, the Batman trailer right after that. Right. <laughs> <We got> <laughs> yeah, Gotham Knights hurt me, and then um, Suicide Squad game was fine. Yeah, like, but, maybe. Like, I'll maybe I'll play it. But I'm like, just stop being cowards. Do Superman. Do it. Stop being a coward. Because I do not buy into the narrative that you can't make a good Superman game. No, you can. 
there's uh i saw on twitter somewhere like someone was playing just like some modded game so it's like somebody made this game in their mom's basement and like you fly around like superman you are superman you just don't have the license for it and he's like just where's the superman game yeah look at this thing this guy made it in like his basement and it's the superman game we want it's not you know it's there people are just scared again superman's scary because there's so much riding on his shoulders yeah you know, he's like the flagship character, and like it's hard to mess. It's hard to you know if you screw it up, you screw it up bad. Yeah, but they've done that a bunch. I know that's <laughs> why I'm probably scared. What's, what's to be afraid of? You've already screwed him up. I guess you put Superman Returns out, and you're like, we did it. Can't go worse than that. Or like Batman v Superman, or Justice League, or poor Henry Cavill. Because that first Man of Steel, man, there was so much potential there. I do like a lot of that first Man of Steel. Imagine. Even though it's like, there's a lot of Zack Snyder's weird, like, and Randian objectivist of shit course. in it. Always. And I just think that's so, it's such a strange, like, all the stuff that feels weird, like mm-hmm. the Jonathan Kent stuff. Yes. Is there because he wants to make a point of, like, Superman isn't Superman because he was raised to be Superman. He's Superman because he chose to be Superman. Yeah. And I was like, it's just such a weird, like thing to plant your i guess it's like it you make your own choices yeah thing. exactly but it's very like much about like the the individual i think if... i was like that seems very un-superman <laughs> but... well i think if the right writing and directing team comes along they can actually use Zack snyder's world to piggyback their superman to make his rise to like the colorfulness and the optimism like even more powerful yeah instead of rebooting just be like yeah no that happened yeah, but I think got, you can have... He rose from it. Especially as you get farther away from it, you can have it as like a vague history. The one thing we don't need to do is see Superman's origin again. No, we're fine. We don't need to see Superman's origin. We don't need to see Batman's origin. No. Keep... You can keep Zack Snyder's origin because it's like once we see how dark and gloomy he was and then like look at him now. He's yeah. he's boyish. He's fun. He's Plus I love Zack Snyder's uh, version of Krypton. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> it's a little wild. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's like a Yes album cover. <laughs> yeah. Like, Look at this badass scientist kicking everyone's ass and riding a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, I I'm very excited. I think it's coming. I mean, he signed on for what? I don't know that he is. Is he? I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he signed on for. A I have no movies. idea. I think he signed in to make like cameos and like. Shazam yeah. 2 and stuff like that. That'll be interesting. I wonder if he's going to be the one that fights uh, uh, The Rock. Yeah. Well, The Rock's not in Shazam 2. Oh, That'll it? be Shazam 3. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's gonna the Rock's really... getting just a Black Adam movie, That's which right. we totally need to see. Although I am curious about that movie because of all the Justice Society stuff they're putting in there. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that's weird. I feel like Black Adam should just been introduced in Shazam 2 and make The Rock a villain again. Yeah, play a villain, you coward. He is a great villain. <coughs> that's the funny thing. I know, we all saw The Mummy Returns. <laughs> the movie was the villain. <laughs> the entire movie was the bad guy. <laughs> Almost as bad as The Scorpion King. I don't think I saw The Scorpion King. You didn't watch The Scorpion King? No. Oh, that's fine. You shouldn't. I saw Mummy Returns, and then at the end, The Scorpion King shows up, and he looks like an N64 Yeah, that was rough. He looked like the... Like, who used their PlayStation 2 to get this graphics? (laughs) Not great. Not great. The Mummy movies. The first one's amazing. Yeah, the first movie's great. Just watch the first one and then stop. Mm -hmm. Don't ever... 
have yourself a little 90s uh, monster marathon and watch The Mummy mm. and watch Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Mm. Watch Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman. And just thrive right there. Yeah. <laughs> watch Hollow Man. <laughs> Don't watch Hollow Man. Watch Hollow Man. <laughs> Don't watch Hollow Man. Watch The Invisible Man. That's a new one. That's a good one. That one's great. Might be my favorite movie of this year. <laughs> God, did that come out last year? Is that a 2020 release? It's a 2020 release. Jesus. It came out like January or February. Good God. What a year. Uh-huh. We should yeah, this out. year was 10 years long. Dude, I'm trying to think what movies came out last year, and there's like, That's what? what's so interesting about it. There's Fucking like... Bloodshot, I can tell you that. <laughs> that was your farewell. Actually, Tenet was your other farewell. Yeah, well, I saw a few movies in the theater after Tenet. I saw like New Mutants. <laughs> so... Oh, that's right. Scream. Scream. Yeah, they were because it was in October. They were showing just like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw The Exorcist. Oh, I saw fun. Scream. I went through a bunch of horror movies in that October time because what else was I going to do? Yeah, but in rich people's lives. In fact, I think, I think Kim, if you're actually listening, if you're a good friend, you still have my Nightmare on Elm Street. You better watch that and Psycho. She stole your Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, monster. I know. Freddy Krueger's not the real monster in this story. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Worse than an undead child molester. <laughs> and Psycho. I'm excited for her to watch them. Yeah, Psycho is great. Have you ever seen Psycho 2? We've talked about Psycho 2, and I never watched Psycho 2. You should watch Psycho 2. I thought they were bad. I thought all the other no, I assumed were bad. No, I assumed they were bad, too. And it's not great, mm. but it's interesting how like not bad it is. Fascinating. Yeah. I think we just have this stigma about it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Because as soon as I learned it existed, I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do this? Yeah. Um, check it out. I'd be interested in hearing what you... I'll have to now. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm going to do. That's it. That's not actually not a bad just episode idea. Just do Psycho 2? Yeah. I'm Watch Psycho, Psycho 2. Let's talk about Psycho 2. <laughs> the other thing I really want to do is email you um, that uh, Frank Miller, Darren Aronofsky, Batman Year One script so that we could talk about it. Because it's still fascinating. And there's so much of it that I do think is kind of like in the DNA of uh, Matt Reeves' Batman mm. in an interesting way. Mm. God, I can't wait. Well, it's funny about every time we talk about Matt Reeves' Batman, I just I think of it as something that's not real. Because it keeps, it seems so <laughs> ethereal. But in March, it'll be one year away. God, that's exhausting. <laughs> one year away. Oh, my God. Ugh. I don't even know where I'm going to be in a year. I'm so fucking... What do you mean? Like, a year from March. I, how long 2020 was? I could not even fathom an entire 2021 before I see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to be at the end of that year? I would say maybe they'll move it back, but probably not. Oh, God, they push it They're again. almost done shooting, though. They're supposed to be done in February. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. COVID's hurt me the most. We'll probably get another trailer or something in March. Oh, we need it. Yeah. We have to. My God. I can't, I can't wait. Anyways, what else? What else is on your mind? Uh, Anything, hey, what have you been doing for entertainment? Anything fun that you've been watching? Um, you know, I just rewatched. I was talking to your wife about it. Um, Don't know her. I rewatched the whole first season of True Detective. Oh. Just one of my favorite yeah. TV things ever. Yeah. Oh. That's where the McConaughey reset, like, he that's where he came back hard yeah oh yeah he came back like i'm here to do business that show is perfect oh my god it's so that good. season is a perfect season of i TV. think she's watched it she said she hasn't she's she has not watched, watched it. Oh, she said watching she's only watched season three all right we're gonna work season three is fun too it is season three is really good but yeah. season one is Peak. sublime i'll have to season two don't watch it 
No, poor Colin Farrell. He wanted the same. And Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn's the bad guy. Oh, God, that's right. Speaking of Vince Vaughn, though, I watched that movie <laughs> Freaky. Oh, that's right. With the, the Freaky Friday murder movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. How's a girl? She's fine. She's really good. Especially when they swap. Yeah, yeah Vince Vaughn I mean. is, like, really good. As being, like, a teenager? Yeah, the, a teenage girl. That's funny. It's like it's funny and it's fun and like the slasher elements are really strong. That's good. Um, I enjoyed it. I could tell, and I'm not sure. I may be proven wrong, but I, I would bet a lot that this was conceptualized as Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, and it was supposed to actually have that license. I would bet like anything. Probably. <laughs> it sounds like it's like they they wanted to merge the two together into yeah. like one movie, and they just like. Because the rights behind fucking Jason are a fucking Dude. nightmare. You heard about, like, you know the game, right? The video game? I followed, because I love the concept, so I've been following that. And that started out as a love story to Friday the 13th. It was not called Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It was called, like, Camp something or Summer Camp. Blood? Camp something. Yeah. And the idea was that it was a Jason-esque story. And they're like, no, 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 we somehow, like, the people who own the rights to Friday the 13th, heard about this they love it and they want to they gave us the rights which was like unheard of well yeah that's awesome they're just like no use jason yeah and so it got delayed because like now we're making it a friday the 13th game and so but following that like and then researching like how complex those rights are mm-hmm. it's nuts like those things are just i don't even know who owns them oh, it's a shit show it literally might be like a different person that owns them now yeah but yeah. Did you ever play that game? No. It no, I wanted to. But then, like, I just lost track of it. It's really fun. Um, it's best when, because I, like, I, I'm, like, the community that I'm a part of, like, the one of the main people there would host, like, private lobbies. And that's the best way to play it, is, like, with a private lobby of people you can actually trust they're going to have fun and not be dicks. Yeah. Because it's... They did release a single-player campaign for it, too, I think. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it, I didn't hear anything about it. But, like, the things they did was really cool. Like, depending on which Jason you had, like, it had different music. And, oh, that's cool. Um, when, he was, when that Jason was close to you, you would hear the music get louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could hear him coming that way. That's cool. Uh, there was, like, a, there was a retro 8-bit, that old game. Oh man, that they Nintendo that, game! Yeah, they brought that, game that skin fucking, in. Fucking, ugh. <laughs> yeah, but they brought that skin in, like the all purple Jason. And so uh, he's a skin, and then when his his music is like an eight bit version of the Jason song. That's fun. And so that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean it's really fun. Uh, the the when you're talking to your camp counselors, you can't talk until you find a radio. Oh, that's cool. And then once you find like a walkie-talkie, you actually have to be within close distance to each other to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so they added a lot of really fun elements to it. Um, yeah. You can strategize and actually kill Jason. Like a female camp counselor has to get the mom's sweater, wear it, it stuns Jason, and then you have to walk in with a really strong character with a bat, yeah. and hit him until his mask pops off, huh. and then you basically just gang up on him and beat the shit out of him until he dies. Huh. But like, there's actual steps to do. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just hide or run away. Yeah. That was my favorite, just run away. <laughs> Let them all distract him and then just escape. How far do you have to get to, like, get away? Uh, there's two exit points. Um, oh, so okay. you can actually... There's, like, some cars placed around the map, and you have to, like, repair the car. You have, like, a new battery. You have uh, to fill up the gas. Whatever you got to do. And it's, like, each one's a mini game. That's smart. And each each camp counselor has different skills. So some of them will put the battery in faster and fill the gas up faster. 
um, and so you have to kind of build your camp counselors that way and then yeah and then like you'll get you ever get in the car and then just like drive away hmm. but uh if jason teleports into the middle of the road like he'll actually stop the car oh wow like he'll punch the hood down and it just like <laughs> stops and like the car can't move anymore oh, fuck. And, and so that's really dope to be like <laughs> driving in first person and then you just turn this corner and there's jason just standing there and you go shit you hit him it was cool that or if you were good. jason and sounds good yeah yeah because he had teleportation skills yeah, well, that was their version of, like, he just shows up. Yeah, how do you explain that? Yeah, exactly. And it was a good way or to do like it. Or it's like he's walking, Yeah. and you, you're you so far ahead of him, and then he's in front of you. Yeah, Yeah. how do you explain it? I get it. And it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. Um, being Jason's a lot of fun. Like, just knocking down doors, like, because they would have to close the doors and all that shit, and you could just barrel through it. Nice. Uh, he has, like, a rage mode um, you can activate, and then mm. that basically is, like, you when become Jason... Kane Hodder. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's like when Jason goes into Hulk mode and just punches the door open, like yeah. that type of shit. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. Executions were gory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima again. Oh yes, that's a classic. Yeah, I think it was definitely my favorite game of the year, like no question. Oh, without a doubt, <laughs> that's totally a fair statement. It was beautiful. Mm. Like, that game is actually just beautiful. Yeah, and playing in. Uh... Kurosawa mode. <laughs> all black and white and yeah. glory. It's really cool. <laughs> Did you change your style of play at all? Are you doing like more stealthy? Are you doing like more just kind of um, samurai takedowns? I'm tr- I'm actually doing a little bit more samurai takedowns. Okay. You're kind of leaning into that western yeah. samurai I just vibe. love the standoff stuff. It's so good. I talked to, uh, on the Star Wars podcast, I, I floated the idea how dope it would be to have the Obi-Wan show oh, use those. 100%. I've been saying since the very beginning that... Uh, the Obi-Wan show needs to just be Yojimbo set on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the way I actually could see it happening, because like the Mandalorian episode where they had, um... oh, what's her name? I butcher it every time. Oh, uh, what is her name? Ahsoka Tano? Yes. Yeah. The way that she used actual stealth elements, and mm-hmm. that was like the first time I've ever seen like a Jedi not just run and be like, do, do, do. Yeah. Like actually like hide in the shadows and then strike and then go back into the shadows. Yeah was dope and i'm like cool that means you're gonna show me different i would love yeah i would love to see this just like a standoff with lightsabers and there's just like one strike yeah (laughs) that's all you need so good or not even not even yeah stand off with anybody Mm. and then he just like dashes forward and that'd be dope because then it's subtle he's trying to hide and like do it quickly and just keep walking yeah well i just want to see just what how they break the story and like is he just like this broken man mm-hmm. and then like something revitalizes him like maybe the Lars family with Luke is in danger based on some sort of like criminal activity because you've got the huts yeah like Tatooine is a, this outer rim planet where there's all this like organized crime and shit happening it's well especially the fact that we have Vader back mm-hmm. but he's also specifically casted it's, with Hayden it's Christensen. Hayden Christensen yeah so like like maybe flashbacks, maybe he's talking to like a force projection of Anakin Skywalker. I really don't know what they're going to do with him. Yeah, um, it's really interesting. I don't know if they're going to try to do the very scary thing of humanizing Vader, more helmet off stuff. I don't know. Well, Vader, like it's not like he can walk around with his helmet off. No, but like, I just don't know. Like you we know, we haven't really seen the limitations of what Vader can do with, yeah. with and without the helmet. Like I, well, I mean that when you take the helmet off, he can't breathe, right? But there's that scene where he's getting, like, ready. And, like, the helmet closes in on him. Yeah, but he's in that, like, barometric chamber. chamber. Maybe he's in the chamber, then. Yeah. 
Yeah, that could, that could be. I don't know. I love um, in Rogue One, and he's just in that back to tank where mm-hmm. those like arms and legs are moved. Yes. And you don't see him, but you see him. I yeah. love that. That's really great. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, the fact that they used their casting Hayden Christensen, except probably flashbacks. Yeah. But I don't know. Be cool if he's in the suit. It would be. I feel like he has to be. I'm really interested to see Vader portrayed by somebody who can like use their body language a little bit more effectively than David Probst. Yeah, he. It, he just does a lot of pointing. It, it, like, they never really confirm that Vader's like he can't move well, but like we just assumed off of like that actor. Yeah, exactly. Vader can't move well. Yeah, there's a lot of like the fun <laughs> fun thing about Star Wars fans and like the development of canon is there's so much. It's like, well, this is like this because of this, and it's like really it's like that because it was like an old man and like a bodybuilder and a yes. giant leather suit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the seventies, and we were living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I don't, that's the thing with Vader. We that's the only time we've seen him is yeah. Fully Vader was the seventies, and it was old people. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, I like. Um, yeah, I gotta get a, a lot of credit to Rogue One. They portrayed like Vader in a perfect. He's a force. Yeah, he is like terrifying. Yes, <laughs> like, that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. He reminded me of Jason. You should be fucking scared. Like, you see that red lightsaber in that hallway, you're like, well, it's fucking over. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that was fun about the... Oh, my God. Uh, spoilers for Mandalorian Season 2 finale? Because yeah. it's pretty dope. Yeah, the dopest. Uh, so, either skip ahead or goodbye. Um, go finish the episode, you coward. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Luke, they portrayed Luke in, like, his own way. Like, we finally got to see Luke fuck shit up yeah and it was like that was great he had a combination of like things he brought over from vader like when he crushes the robot at the end and just tosses him to the side i'm like that was very dark of you when i was a kid and i saw return of the jedi for the first time i remember being like really concerned for luke when Mm -hmm. he first shows up at Jabba's palace and he's wearing all black and he force chokes one of the gamarian guards yeah i was like oh yeah like oh what's happened like what happened to him? He's so dark. Yeah, exactly. But he's just, he created his own way. Mm-hmm. He found his way through what his father could not. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, I'll just take elements of the dark side and use them. Yeah. And it worked very well. And we got to see that. And like, they had that homage of like him coming into the room with the cyber saber still drawn. That was great. And it was great because like, we had this moment of like, Luke Skywalker at this point has gone back into like, almost being an urban legend within like, what's remnant of the empire yeah you know it's interesting because you you think about the story of star wars Mm -hmm. but like if you're in a galaxy yeah you and you weren't there to witness these things firsthand like both of the uh death stars being blown up like what fucking happened like (laughs) this one guy yeah what's it like a a jedi yeah Yeah, and they're (laughs) They're like a jedi anymore like what does that mean yeah um and seeing like i forget the character's name now uh, but seeing the oh, what was his name oh he's the bad guy and everything now oh uh moff gideon yes moff gideon yeah. seeing his face and like just kind of like giancarlo esposito yes yeah. he's literally the villain and everything now it's fine give it to me give him make him mr freeze he's great he's my pick for magneto also good mm-hmm. i just wanted mr freeze that's my preference <laughs> i still think math or patrick stewart could be a bomb mr freeze that's true too it's the baldness he's not too old <laughs> it's his voice yeah 
That's what I like about his voice too. His voice with like that that whatever like that electronic the, kind of modulator. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna sound good. It's gonna uh-huh. be cool because like Mr. Freeze needs like it's a, gonna be cool. Exactly. Well, he needs an <laughs> icy voice. Like he needs a voice that's like has no emotion to it. Yeah, that's what helps solidify him. I have no emotions. Yeah, They've literally. Been frozen dead in me. <laughs> he just is. Yeah, that's what was rough about one of the rough things about Arnold's is Arnold had a lot of emotion. Yeah, you know what's so funny is Arnold probably could have been a good Mr. Freeze if he was just playing the Terminator. Dude, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it even more infuriating. Like, for sure, he easily could have done, like, the Terminator is a Mr. Freeze. Yeah, that's what's so funny He's cold, he's calculated, he does everything that's just, this is the way that makes sense. No emotion. Uh And it was very upsetting. But, um, anyways, where was I getting with that? Oh, yeah, the look on his face, he kind of realized... I'm seeing what is Luke, this guy who's terrorized the Empire, who literally ruined us, yeah. brought us down to like, our knees. And he tries to fucking blow his own head off. That <laughs> yeah. part is wild. Yeah. I was not expecting that in that show. I was like, oh, well, man. We lost. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just seeing Luke walking with the saber drawn, it's like, oh, well, it's yeah. their version of, well, this is it. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. I never thought I would be that excited by Star Wars again. You know what I mean? Dude, his, like... Yeah. John Favreau just fucking gets it. He got it. Yeah. He's done. Like, he's solidified now as a savior of Star Wars, which is wild. They need to give him the big job. He needs to be, like, the Kevin Feige for Star Wars. I think it's leaning that way. Yeah. I do think it's... I think Star Wars is going to start running through John Favreau because he just gets it. Yeah. And he knows that everybody needs... Because, like, what's nice about what Star Wars is doing now is everybody feels unique. Yeah. Like, we're not trying to apply the same skin to this like the same character every character is different yeah well and then you can vary we've talked about this before but star wars is like this mixture of all this shit that just george lucas threw into a pot mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's like you know the campbellian hero's journey stuff and there's like 1930s adventure serials and there's very specific sci-fi and yep. there's like samurai movies and like arthurian myth and all that shit. And just to make different shows or different characters, all you're doing is just, like, changing whatever the mixture is. Yeah. So, like, Mandalorian is hardcore, like, that Western and Eastern, you know, like, samurai movie, <laughs> yeah. lone wolf and cub, yeah. like, thing. And they just amp that up. And the other stuff is there, mm-hmm. but that's, like, the main feature. So it's just finding for each story you want to tell, like, what that mixture is. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, and that's what's interesting about the first Star Wars. If you look at the first Star Wars, it feels like he was trying to make a political movie. Well, he's very like the first Star Wars. It is and it isn't because it's also so black and white. Yes, there are good guys and there are bad guys, and there's not a lot of room for like, well, there are good people in the Empire. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Which is something we're addressing now. Yeah, exactly. But it, that's the movie's not concerned with that. No. Um, it's the first one. I think is the most that like 1930s like flash gordon yeah and it's all about just like telling the story and not slowing down like once they leave tatooine that movie just goes yeah the pacing that movie is non-stop yeah it's uh yeah we get some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, i'm I'm intrigued to see what they do um i'm actually very excited to see where mando goes i'm very intrigued with that story now yeah uh next week uh wandavision starts oh shit wandavision's gonna be wandavision's what i'm most excited for because it's like leave it to beaver on acid yeah well it's like 
I think they go through a bunch of different like TV tropes because there's Leave It to Beaver, and then there's also some like it looks very much like Friends, and then it looks like an '80s sitcom, and then it oh. looks like a '70s sitcom. See, I'm going in blind. I haven't really watched it because I'm excited for it, but I'm like, I kind of want. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, and I love the comic that they've taken a lot of inspiration for the Vision uh, miniseries that Tom King did. Mm. Um, really fucking stoked on that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to. Uh, See when this takes place. If Vision's just rebuilt, I don't know. Well, I think it's all in her head. Oh, uh, and so she's living through. Different I think lives like something's going on. Yeah, and that that makes sense because she's just watching TV or whatever. God, it's depressing. She's like in yeah. the Loon House. And then it'll be like eight or nine episodes, mm-hmm. and then fucking uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts like right after. Man, so it's like Marvel's turn to come out. Yeah, well, it's Disney Disney's turn to come out swinging because they like just have had the Mandalorian. That's it. On Disney Plus for like the last few years, but now they're like they're ready. They were banking on a lot of Christmas movies. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it's the sea- Christmas time coming here. <laughs> we have them all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm really excited to see. Me too. And that's gonna be the uh, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. We get the post Captain America story. What's going on with that? Well, we know that um, John Walker, the U.S. agent, is a character in it, and mm-hmm. it's Kurt Russell's son. Oh, Wyatt, that's Wyatt right. Russell, yeah. I forgot. Oh my goodness, that's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really good. Wow. Oh man, and then eventually we get the boys season three because I just thought it was Jensen's Yes! <laughs> I forgot. Jensen Ackles is casted as... The boys uh... is my favorite shit. <laughs> oh, apparently season three is Homelander going on a rampage allegedly. I really just want it. Yeah, I want it all. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. I think that's what Jensen Ackles' character is—the final push. Like he he yeah. replaces Homelander in the. Yeah. And then everything. we'll finally get to the Batman. <sighs> Did I tell you my killer moth thing? No. Okay, so I'm excited though. As much like we always talk about villains we want to see, and like Hugo Strange, Mister Freeze, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As far as like really really low grade Batman villains. And ones that you would never think about putting in a movie because they're silly or they look silly. Mm-hmm. Like Killer Moth, his deal is that he is uh, like a bad guy Batman mercenary. Hmm. Like he's a guy who if you're doing like a crime and you're afraid Batman's going to come, you hire this guy to come like help you and protect you. Oh, interesting. And I think if you boil that down and like kind of just like – kind of retool a little bit. I think that fits in a realistic universe. It's actually like kind of interesting. It's the answer. It's their answer to Batman. Yeah. And it, or it's this guy like comes up, like he's an entrepreneur. He's like, Oh, here's a way to make money. I'll be the anti Batman. Yeah. No, that could totally work. There's a lot of fun things. I was like, That's world. a cool thing to put in a movie. Yeah. It, his world is, his world is grounded in a really fun way. Yeah. It's not, it's not no one grounded. No, it's crown. It's grounded in a very different way, which yeah. I find like really fun and interesting. Well, it lets like other things breathe. Like a yeah. lot of these characters couldn't really work. like a Mister Freeze could work in Nolan's universe. It yeah, could work. I think so. It worked really well. It's tech, but it works. <laughs> Plus, it's a guy with a frozen wife. Yep. Which is like so up Nolan's alley. I can't. Even, I can't did imagine you, why he wouldn't do it. Did you hear this fat rumor? I don't know where it came from. That Nolan's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> wild that tenant was like a failure quote unquote and he's like now he's like oh man we'll just do another batman one of the worst things about the coronavirus pandemic <laughs> is that free time. is it yeah clickbait entertainment journalism has gone off the rails in such an insane way mm-hmm. 
That like shit, ju- they just like people just make shit up, yeah. and then it gains steam, yeah, in a way that's insane. And every every three months, there's a new thing about how they're gonna shut down the Batman because yep. like this is happening or this is happening. And this like most recent one is like, oh, Rob Pattinson's exhausted because Matt Reeves once like does all these takes and he's a perfectionist. This movie's gonna fail. And I was like, you're saying the movie's gonna be bad because the director is trying hard? Yeah. And I, th- <laughs> I feel like they're obviously not paying attention to like what Robert Pattinson has said is like he cares about that. Yeah, he's super fucking into it. Like he, the reason he shit on the Twilight movies in interviews was because they were lazy. Yeah. And they just got him done. Yeah. The, so, he's a weird, like, obsessive artist of an actor, and I like that. Yeah. Well, there's... So the newest um, Screen Rant ran this, actually, that uh, uh, Pattinson's Batman means the oldest Joker fan cast can finally happen, which is William Defoe. Why? Because they tend... Because they, they did the movie together, the oh, House. I was going to say, like... That's, literally, it's because they have, like... But they did release, like, the William Defoe and the full Joker. Yeah. And it's perfect. Willem Dafoe could be the Joker. It would be perfect. Um, I just think that's so weird. Like, that's not journalism. <laughs> no. Nope. Screencast is literally run off movie news, and there's like four movies being made right now. I know, but it's just so funny to me. Like, they, a lot of people were in movies together. Oh, and, a lot. And like, uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger weren't in a movie together before The Dark Knight, so no. like, I don't understand no. where your math is. Yeah, and it's, but it, they're literally just going off of... Um, just the fact they did the lighthouse together. It's so fucking silly. But like, and the fact that William Defoe has been like literally like fan cast as the Joker for yeah. years. Well, he was like one of the guys in the running for the Joker in 1989. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jack Nicholson was a great choice too. But if yeah. he would have rolled out, that'd been good too. Yeah, it would have been different a different Joker, a different Joker, a different movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other Joker than Jack Nicholson's Joker for that movie. Is is very much the comic book come to life. Um, he's doing like a. Now he's not doing like a Mark Hamill impression, but like when I watch Mark well, Hamill, well, no, because like Mark Hamill did yeah. it years later. But like I feel like Mark Hamill's doing like the a tweak Jack Nicholson. I mean, that that cartoon, I feel like they had a lot of stuff that they were beholden to to make it seem kind of like mm-hmm. the uh, the Nichols the Burton movies, or the, at least that they shared a DNA. The art is very. It looks like they're just the idea that they are in this like timeless 40s, setting, 50s yeah, say. where it's like the 40s and the 50s, but there's also modern technology. Mm-hmm. What year is it? Yeah, Burton was doing that with like the 30s and 40s. I think Matt Reeves is kind of doing that with like the 70s and 80s, yes, yes, but it's also like their smartphones, so yeah, it, his, for him, he <laughs> where his his art style got explained, it's the fact that Gotham is so like not funded that they're just stuck with this stuff, yeah, exactly. Like their cars just are from the well, I love his um, Matt Reeves during um that dc fandom event was talking about how they wanted to create this city in a way that was like that had never really been done before mm-hmm. so like they shoot in liverpool for a par- parts of gotham so you have this like really like old gothic architecture and then in cg they're going to build these like modern elements so you're like what city is this like this is crazy ah. um so it's really similar to what burton did in like yeah. a really updated way mm-hmm. yep. that's gonna be great and i love that that's my favorite thing like mm-hmm. i love the nolan movies but the fact that Gotham is just sort of Chicago. It's Chicago. You know. It's fine. That's cool. And then the coolest part of his Gotham, which was Crime Island, they did in the first movie and they never went back to it. Never went to it. And that's the funny thing is like when we look back at Nolan's movies, I think the one thing that like never got developed as a character was Gotham. Yeah. Gotham never got the attention. Well, what's so interesting is like he was so focused on not doing sequel bait. Like yeah. he didn't want to plan his Which movies I appreciate. out. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to like tell the story, and then if he d- decided to do another one, that would be its own thing. The biggest sequel bait was the Joker card. <laughs> but it leads to it does, but it leads to this thing of like the stuff that feels like okay, this is what 
they're going to take this ball and run with it. Like yeah. Batman Begins ends with Arkham Asylum being emptied out wow, of all its crazies. Such a cool idea. And you're like, well, this could be like a whole world of movies. Like all of Batman's villains like got out of here. Yeah. And then they never really touch on that again. Except that's probably where the Joker was. That's where he came from. He got out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, they never answered it. And then the Dark Knight, that whole movie is about Bruce Wayne being punished by like fate mm-hmm. for thinking that Batman was a finite enterprise. Yeah, because that movie's all about like, okay, Harvey Dent is going to be the legitimate heir to what I'm doing as Batman. So he actually has, he, he has a real face. He has this like hubris, hubristic sort of thing of like, I can let this go. I can put mm-hmm. it in this guy's hands. I can live my life, and the gods like just smack him down, and they're like, this is why Batman is forever. Yeah. Um. You can never look what up. happens. Yeah. When you become legitimate politicians and legitimate, like yeah, yeah they you put killed. your face out there. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like this is what Gotham does to people. Yeah, that's why Batman. Tw- be- that's why you need to be Batman, and then that's where that movie leaves off. It shows why he can never stop being Batman, and then the next one is like, oh yeah, he quit right away, and then eight he years. hasn't been Batman for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like, and you're like, what? <laughs> well, they set it up like it was weird because all I had to do was a tweak a dialogue, and that. You could still have him being a hermit. Like, mm-hmm. instead, he's just always Batman. He's always Batman. He's that would have been Bruce. arguably more interesting. And that would it also explain why he's run down. His body's broken. Mm-hmm. He needed that weird robotic... I think, it's just a, still... I think it's just a brace. Yeah, whatever. I'll I, fight that fight to my dying day. But he like, could kick those bricks out he, with his... They could still have that team. Like, his last fight, he blew his fucking ECL out, and he can't be like, you know, I can't take time off. He won't take time off. Yeah, yeah that, whatever. It, there's so many, like... It was, and then Bane finally goes, and that's why he loses to Bane too, is because he's run down, he's exhausted. That's what Bane does in the comic book. Yeah, Bane, Bane frees all the inmates of Arkham Asylum and then waits for Batman to tire himself out, and that's when he attacks him. It. Why do we keep coming up with really good fixes to these movies, Jackson? It's upsetting <laughs> because it makes so much sense. I mean, we're, we're we are Monday morning quarterbacking. Whatever. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? it, like we have the benefit of hindsight. And why didn't he do this? But like. Yeah, and it, it, that would have been such a more fun, like, Dark Knight Rises would have been such a fun, and, like, that makes him in that pit, too, like, he's finally broken, he's defeated, and he's like, I Yeah, but he's also resting. He's resting. Yeah. But, like, also, he's just, like, having this moment of, I can't go anymore, and, like, he has to be motivated from within. Yeah. And and that would make that He whole, has to, like, find himself again. Yeah, yeah, and that would make that whole climb again, like, even better. What are you going to do? Talk about it now and just imagine, like, because yeah, that would have been dope to be like, yeah. yeah, we don't know, we haven't seen Bruce Wayne forever. He comes out every now and then, but he's kind of in kinda his house. weird, yeah. And they can take it like that. As he lost like a friend, like Rachel or something, like she died a couple years ago. He's never the same. Since. It would have been so much better if, yeah, he just like saw that as like the death of Bruce Wayne. There was yeah. no point in being Bruce Wayne. Well, that Rachel was his last hope. Yeah, that he's like, I can be Bruce again. You said so, and she goes, No, you're Batman. You're yeah. not Bruce anymore. Yeah. And like she saw it too, and like that's man, it'd been so much more powerful. Eight years of nonstop Batman, he's that just been great. Down. Yeah, Alfred's concerned about him. And then you could have like like a comic book spinoff series or whatever, and tell like the Nolanized adventures of yeah. like whatever villains he faced in between and stuff like that. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> we do this shit all the time, man. <laughs> we come up with really good ideas. <laughs> At least this we can't be disappointed by because it it's already happened. True, that's true. We we can just look back at it and be. I'm like damn, <laughs> why not? Yeah, and Batman would be hunted by the cops, so you have that element in all the comics too. Mm. We'd have that fun Batman of the cops show up. He's like, "Well, I gotta go too, because yeah. they want to arrest me. <laughs> Everybody hates me." That would be good. People are scared of him again, because like I hate. 
the Batman I can't stand is the one that like gets the key to the city and he's in front of people and he's waving to the crowd. That I don't like. I, I there that. is space in my mind and it it actually is something that's sort of at least hinted at in that Batman trailer where he's like in at the crime scene with the cops. Yes. This sort of like consulting detective aspect of Batman that I really fucking dig. And I like it when it walks the line between some of the cops are like, yeah, yeah they're cool. like, what is this guy doing here? And then some are like, no, fuck this guy. He's trying to do our job. Yeah. yeah. And they're <laughs> like, Batman's real? Some. <laughs> yeah. So they're all like clamoring to see and like looking yeah. over shoulders. Yeah. I want that too. Yeah. Um, God. This movie's going to be everything, Zach. I know it is. But man, I'm just right now. I'm just my, my brain is currently blown away by their uh, our fix for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, we should write it. <laughs> Wait, because it makes just finally Bane comes at the right moment and yeah. he's somebody who can match him pound for pound mm-hmm. in fighting. But like Batman's also tired. Yeah, he's you know his knees being held on by this brace. Mm-hmm. I do want to see. Yeah, I would have liked to see more in that Bane fight too. I want yeah. to see Batman like throwing everything he can at him and just nothing's working. Well, it was this weird thing where like when he finally comes back and he fights Bane in broad daylight. Yeah, it sucks. It it's this weird and thing. And he's like leading that army of cops. I don't yeah, like it. it was I don't like it. No, that one was weird. <laughs> and it said it should have been him just returning on his own. I would have liked to see him drop like smoke. Yeah. Like actually bring the elements back to his side. My whole thing with the ending of that movie is I really would have liked if he had to like strip everything down mm-hmm. and there was like an element like the knee brace and like the suit that he had become reliant on the technology mm-hmm. as Batman. And then when he comes back, maybe he has to like cobble together a homemade suit. So it's like more of a comic book, like black and gray. Cause Bane did discover who he was. So it wouldn't be out of fetch for him to go destroy the cave. <laughs> exactly. And um, like maybe that sim, that chalk symbol that they're drawing, maybe that becomes a symbol on his chest. On his own. Yeah. Like, so that very it. simplified bat symbol and, bring him back down to square one because there's an element of those movies especially the way it ends mm. we are almost like this is the true story that inspired the myth of batman yeah so if he comes back and he's in this black and gray yeah like simplified bat suit um and we would have gotten a little and that's the way he's like remembered mm-hmm. we had a little homage to uh to kind of the earlier drawn like animated series stuff yeah. or the gray and he's yeah. like he has to because he's yeah it's just like what he has he can't have the he doesn't have the bulletproof vest anymore yeah, exactly he has to kind of yeah that'd been dope mm-hmm. and again i would have just liked to see uh instead of him charging in with the cops be like the cops are fighting off and then just smoke just starts popping yeah just because like you need that element of it's daytime well i gotta obstruct view i gotta yeah. distract them or just don't do it at daytime don't do it at daytime um, that's fine too. I do love that part where they're going to make him walk across the ice and the guys start dropping yeah. those little darts. Yeah. That part's cool. Rises has some good shit in it. It does. And then he, like, he burns the bat symbol to the bridge. You yeah. can have that too. He spent a lot of time doing that. He a lot of gasoline. Looks so specific. goddamn cool. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> Worth it. Felt like he could have done other things. <laughs> Use that time more efficiently, Bruce. That's right. If you could do one thing, you should be efficient. That's right. One thing he could have done and it would have been a little easier would be, you know, the spotlight. Just a normal spotlight. Drape another guy over it. Bring it back to Begins when he does it the first time. <laughs> Looks real cool, though. It did look real cool. <laughs> just drape, him, drape some goon over it and cut him into the bat shape with the... Have that have that shown on a wall somewhere instead. Whatever. What are you going to do? Yep. Besides fix it from here on a podcast. And then he doesn't have any mob bosses. Hmm? I said he doesn't have any mob bosses. And they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yep. Live our lives. Look forward to the future. Yeah. The future of the live action Batman Beyond. It's, it's bright. Future is bright. Uh, HBO Max now has the animated series in full and the Batman Beyond series. Go watch them. If you haven't, go prepare yourself for what the future will be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And once Michael Keaton is confirmed, I will now start fan casting for Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis. And I don't know where to start. I always thought Terry McGinnis looked vaguely Asian on the cartoon. He does. I would like to see them go that way. Mm-hmm. He does. He looks very Asian. I mean, it's that animated style where it's kind of yeah. is he, is he not? But they, who cares? Yeah. It's Terry. His girlfriend definitely was. Yes. Yeah. He was dating an Asian girlfriend. Uh, it'd, be interesting. it'd be interesting to see how many elements they bring from Beyond. Is he high school? Is he They college? need that shit. Yeah. I college, want... I would accept. I think we, we talked about this pre-pod. We talked about where Batman Beyond was successful was that it was like, what if Batman is Spider-Man? Yeah. They and Marvel and DC do this all the time. They take elements from each other and they mm-hmm. build new characters and they make the characters different. Yeah. And that's what was so fun about Batman was he was like an edgier Spider-Man, but he wasn't douchey. Yeah. Well, the the things about Spider-Man that work in a timeless way mm-hmm. are like he's a kid. He's yep. in over his head. He has to balance like a social life with like real responsibilities that you yep. have with like being the superhero. He's got to like bail on his girlfriend during a date because like something happened and he's got to go do the superhero thing Mm -hmm. and uh there's humor (coughs) yeah he's humorous he falls back on like his quips a lot yeah exactly he doesn't have the uh weight of bruce wayne weighing on his psyche yeah so he's like a little bit he's having a little bit more fun being batman i I mean his but he also has like he has the death of his father but he doesn't have like he's not bruce wayne no he his dad wasn't gunned in front of him yeah he came home to find his dad dead yeah so like it's a little different and it's not as heavy where bruce was like yeah my parents were shot in front of me go fuck yourself of course i'm I'm depressed (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) of course i'm depressed (laughs) i was eight and we got out of got out of a movie and they were gunned in front of me yeah um and so yeah there's totally different elements but there's something for them to relate to there's something about yes the death of a parent yes and that's what like bruce that that's what he responds to and lets him relate to terry yeah he gives him control of the suit bag and i would love to fucking see a live action representation of bruce realizing he can't be batman anymore because he's lowered to pick up a gun yeah because he starts having like a heart attack in the middle of a fight yeah and like whatever that was it's like i don't know what it was but yeah he like he's like 55 or so because the rest of the show is 20 years after yes yeah he they take his mask off and he's like older but he's not old yet. yeah he's like middle-aged yeah and he just can't do it anymore yeah um it's a very powerful moment where he holds that gun and then he just throws it down yeah he's, he's disgusted with himself yeah and he just has he to says, stop never again mm-hmm. and it explains because like he had to boost the suit with muscle enhancers and all that because he's older yeah but it also explains why somebody so small as terry can like actually go toe-to-toe with some of these guys yeah um yeah exactly like you know and he's kept the suit like up to date, which I always thought was really cool. He does it all the it's time. Like, that's the very Bruce thing to do. It's yeah. just keep everything up to date. Mm-hmm. He's always ready. But I love the Batman Beyond Batmobile too. Uh, it's almost that's what's so funny about the Nolan universe is the Nolan universe. He created the Batman Beyond bat suit or uh, uh, Batmobile. Oh, the bat. The bat. It's literally just the Batman Beyond. Looks like a lobster though. Yeah, but it has that, like, that sleek... Yeah, and it's got the... Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny to me. And he just leaves it to Robin, and we never know anything that happened. God, that was such a weekend. He becomes Batman. He does not become Robin. (laughs) His name was Robin. I know. His name is Robin. He still left it to Robin. His name is Robin John Blake. (laughs) He still leaves it to Robin. Yeah. That's not an incorrect statement. (laughs) I would love... If Nolan did come back, and they let him make... Would he make beyond i know we've been talking for a long time but uh, actually we've been we've been bsing for quite a while but okay so 
We'll wrap on this idea. This I don't believe idea. that this is a thing. But if Nolan did come back mm-hmm. and they, to make a Batman movie, and they're like, we'll put it on like HBO Max, mm-hmm. even though he probably wouldn't agree to that. No, so he needs it in theaters. This is a completely hypothetical bullshit he thing. He needs his IMAX. If Nolan came back to do another Batman movie, and it was Nolan's Batman 4. Oh, my God. So. This is, yeah. So, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's estate leaves Wayne Manor to the city of Gotham on the condition that it remained like un- it in the grounds remained untouched and used exclusively to house Gotham's um, like orphan children. Yes. So it's this like Thomas and Martha Wayne orphan sp- home, home for children. Yes. So John Robin Blake <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. He quit the police force. Maybe he's running that place. Makes sense. The cave is underneath. Yep. He's running that place by day. He's Batman by night. Nope. And God, who who the who was a good villain for? Because I see Terry or Terry. I wanted to call him Terry McGinnis. You wanted to because um, I see perfectly. they should have just named that character Terry McGinnis. They should have named or him Dick Terry. Grayson, or Why? Tim Drake. Fucking anything. Like, <laughs> His, um, I know, I know. There's so many. Terry would have been a perfect name. Terry, just do it. We all know what it is. Fine. We love it. It's we great. get it. Um, but I see him as being like more of the detective. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. than, than um, Bale's Batman was. Yes. So, like, maybe a Riddler or maybe a Hugo Strange or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, really delving into, like, what is the legacy of Batman? What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. It and would... then maybe Bale comes back. Maybe he has to go to Bale for some reason. Or, yeah. Just yeah. at the end. Bale and his Italian. He has to stop fucking... Yeah, he's got to pull out for... <laughs> Gotta stop fucking a few days. And... God, bring her too. Because <laughs> he's just off. And maybe they've got a kid oh, named Damien oh. or a daughter named Helena. There we go. Yes. Mm. It could happen. It'd be too bad. I'm not gonna do it. But no, it's not gonna happen. But I happen. would be really excited to see that. It's I. My biggest question. They mark... set up a world that I was really curious about. Me at the too. End of Dark Knight Rises. They did, and they just left it to. <laughs> I like it. I like the ending of that movie a lot. I think it's the strongest part about it. Because he leaves in the bat, right? The bat is intact. That's how I know he lives. No, it blows up. What does he leave him? He just leaves him the keys to the cave? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there was another bat in there. Why do I have this image of like... There might be a bat pod in there. Maybe. I thought... I For sure thought he pulled... He like opened the door to the cave and there was like a vehicle. No, he swings in through the oh, waterfall. Oh, that's right. And then the platform rises out of the water. Yeah. It was a great last shot. It is a really good last shot. Um... But yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's got his own Batmobile. Probably, like, yeah. Yeah. He had an extra one lying like around. More, like a more sleek kind of Batmobile. Definitely has to be more sleek. You can't have that tank rolling around again. Yeah. I do love the Tubler, but... Yeah. You need to upgrade it. Time for something else. Exactly. Especially leading to the future. I love Pattinson's Batmobile, man. It's so good. It's going to be great. Oh my goodness. All yeah. right. We've been talking your ears off for a while. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're not, I don't want to hear it. So... <laughs> Don't care. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. <laughs> All eight of you. Thank you for your support. <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye.